So hi, this is Florian with 99 Startups and I have today a new guest. Would you be so kind to introduce yourself? Yes, hi Florian. Uh, my name is Mark Noordhoek-Hecht. Dutch name. I'm from the Netherlands. I'm uh, 50 years old. Uh, I have, uh, I'm married with uh, two children. Uh, I studied economics in Groningen. And I have started my career in a company that I'm still working for, so now almost 25 years, which is uh, the company Vopak, uh, which are involved in tank storage for liquid bulk products, oil and chemical products. And uh, Vopak is also quite a huge company, right? Yes, it is uh, quite a sizable company. It is, uh, it's also a very old company. It's almost uh, 405 years old. And it's been able to adapt itself, uh, but always been involved in, in, in the field of uh, storage. So this started with uh, spices and coffee and tea uh, in the 17th century uh, in the warehouses. Uh, but now, uh, since uh, the Second World War, we are uh, mainly involved in storage of uh, oil and chemical products yeah awesome so you worked you worked for 25 years for the same company which is quite impressive in this changing times so how did all this start how did you get your first job there yeah that was interesting i uh, i met the ceo when i was studying in groningen at some uh, conference event and I was immediately catched by yeah, his entrepreneurship and, and the way he expressed the adventures that this company was, uh, was in. Uh, and that attracted me. And uh, uh, what attracted me also was, uh, you know, the ports, big vessels, assets that you can see, industry, uh, you know, activity. That's, that's what attracted me. So... I already thought halfway in my studies that uh, this this might be a company that I'm very comfortable with. And I uh, literally applied after my studies uh, straight away with this company. And I had two interviews. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then I was uh, appointed as management trainee. Uh, and that's how it's, uh, how it started. And I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've, be having an, uh, quite an interesting career within Vopak. Uh, that's also why I think uh, many people like me are working for this company for quite a time. Because uh, although it's very concise, it's a niche uh, company uh, in a niche market, but it, it has uh, tremendous opportunities uh, to develop yourself. It's, it's, it's very international. The markets that you serve are a vital part of uh, our societies. It's about energy. It's about all the products that we uh, that we use in our daily lives. Uh, so, although it's a niche player, it is is quite a crucial element in all the economies and societies uh, that we see around the world, uh, and that makes it very interesting. And because, I mean, we are we are a sizable company, but we are not. We, we're not huge. Yeah? We are a real family type of company. People know each other uh, very well. I think we have four and a half thousand people worldwide, maybe 6,000 if you take joint ventures into account. 
but let's say if uh, the, the company is uh, maybe uh, managed by by about 300 people most of them uh, you know quite well yeah so that uh, that makes it an interesting company it's it's quite uh, fascinating because you say it's not super big but uh, 4000 people sounds to me quite big so how did you did you manage to kind of know all the 300 management people if we say uh, it's 300 yeah because around the world you see uh, a, a lot of people choosing for volpark and and staying with volpark for quite a, a time uh, so there is uh, quite a, some continuity let's say in in uh, in management um We are quite flat organ organization as well, and and we have gatherings uh, every year. Uh, in Corona time, it's a bit, bit more difficult, but uh, so you 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 get to meet your colleagues around the world quite uh, quite frequently. That makes sense. That's good. And as you started in the company, had you already the focus on innovation, or when? How did it develop? No, I started as a management trainee, and, and, and a lot of people, if they start straight after university, you start in in a, in a similar type of position, and that will give you an opportunity to 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 learn about uh, the company as you you do various jobs over two years, uh, and then after that, I uh, went into the commercial uh, area, uh, more for chemicals in uh, in Rotterdam. Uh, I've learned a lot uh, over there. It was about eight years that I was in, in various commercial jobs. My last job was uh, commercial manager for chemicals in, in Rotterdam. And during that time, I also set up something uh, which is called product management. Eh? So where you organize your sales force a bit more along product lines and market lines so that we become a, yeah, a good spokesperson for, for the industry. Yeah. Um, but after that, I moved into general management uh, jobs uh, abroad, and that's also an interesting aspect of uh, working for Volpac, uh, is that you have an opportunity to uh, to live and work abroad uh, for some time. So I did that for, for close to five years in South Africa, uh, and after that I moved to Indonesia, which are two interesting countries, uh, growth countries for us. Um, And then again, uh, you, you need to set up a, a management team and an organization that can execute, uh, let's say, the strategy as you've uh, envisioned it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's what I also like eh, about the general management jobs. I like that in South Africa and in Indonesia very much is, is building teams uh, uh multi-purpose teams that, uh, yeah, that really cover all the strength um, and uh, are successful together. And that's, that's what, uh, what is a big ambition that I have uh, in every job I do. Uh, also now as a, as a digital innovation director. If, you, if you're looking for strengths in the management team, which strengths you want to have there? Yeah, it, it, it should be complementary. Yeah. Eh? Uh, uh, You should not look for, uh, let's say, clones of yourself, uh, but you should really look for people that have uh, strengths in areas where you are uh, maybe have less experience or uh, less passion uh, so that you have a, 
uh, a team that jails well together uh, and uh, where you give people in the team uh, room to, to grow, uh, to, to learn, uh, to make mistakes also. Um, uh, so that's that's when you see that uh, teams are getting successful and and uh, and have a lot of fun uh, on the way as well. Yeah, cool. So, how did you make the decision to leave Indonesia again? Well, I was there for six years, uh, and and normally the contracts uh, are are for about three to five years. So uh, it was about time to uh, for for me to uh, to come back. Um, And um, yeah, I also felt that uh, after 11 years in general management, uh, running terminal organizations, it was time for me to also uh, have, have a new challenge. Yeah. And how did you find your new challenge? Yeah, so uh, when, I, when it was clear that I was coming back in 2015, uh, I learned about... Um, the digital transformation that Fopac had started some years before. Um, and we had a new CIO uh, who came from outside of Fopac uh, with a yeah. Yeah, very good and interesting perspective. Um, and uh, he, he initiated um, a digital innovation initiative. Um, and uh, he explain to the executive board, uh, apart from a foundation that we're setting up um, in the organization uh, to become more cloud-based, uh, more digital, uh, we need to have an innovation department that basically bridges between the technology IT world and, and the business world. Uh, and preferably you want to have people from the business because IT and technology, I think you can learn. Yeah. But the other way around is maybe a bit more difficult. Uh, so, uh, And I found that a real interesting uh, opportunity and challenge. Uh, and I've yeah, uh, had, had a lot of fun uh, along the way. Yeah, I would, I would add there, I think you can learn both. It's like an um, IT person can work themselves into the business stuff in the company and also the other way around. Of course, only on... A certain degree in but we yeah. are not able to become uh, the best programmer in the world in a in a achievable time so um absolutely so you had the business part and and then you work closely with this cio for the digital part yes yeah to set up uh, let's say the team yeah how did you find your first challenge to tackle Well, I figured, you know, how do you start an initiative like this? Because I saw also in other companies, uh, every company was was a bit busy with this topic. Uh, you have innovation labs, you have, uh, you know, uh, sitting in a beanbag and, and, and uh, contemplating of uh, where the company should go. Uh, maybe a lot of consultants, maybe a lot of uh, tests here and there, uh, being busy with cool technology. Yeah, that that was not where I thought was was going to be the success. So, what I really uh, started doing is say, okay, for who are we doing this? Eh? For who becomes this impactful? Um, 
and we went straight to the let's the front line of our industry uh, the, the people that are running our uh, core processes and our most crucial supporting processes on a daily basis and are experiencing uh, all kinds of problems uh, within those processes uh, of information not being available at the time at the place where they need it uh, having to record all kinds of uh, information, which is uh, cumbersome and difficult. Uh, um, a breakdown of communication between departments and, and data silos. Uh, those are some of the issues that you could see were happening all around the world in, in the various terminals. And, and we are not unique as, as Vopak. Uh, when I talk to other industries, other companies, it's basically those type of problems that you want to to solve to start with. Yeah, but it's still a lot of problems. You you named uh, a lot of different problems. I've, I think it's sometimes really hard to find the right point to start um, that you're still able to get fast success and not um, probably not um, try to need to put in a complete new ERP, for example. No, true. So you, you need to keep it small at first and, and be very close to uh, where the, the uh, a challenge is felt. Uh, uh, so if an operator or a customer service representative has an ongoing headache about uh, some some issue, try to solve that issue. Try to think from, from, from that issue and how can we solve that instead of the other way around uh, bringing technology and say, okay, this is some piece of technology. Can you do something with this? Uh, so uh, fit the technology solution with, with the problem. Do a proof concept. Uh, feel fast, feel often. Learn about it. And people like it that they say, okay, I have this challenge already for quite some time. And now someone is thinking alongside with me on how to solve this. Uh, and once you have learned enough, you, you go for a pilot implementation where the terminal really can benefit from the solution and uh, uh, give feedback to the rest of the organization to say, hey, this is a real good solution for my problem. This can this can be applicable for the rest of the network as well. And that's, that's, that's powerful. What I mostly encounter in this whole topic of digital transformation is that the people say they are uh, eaten up by the daily work so they don't have time to describe the problem and think about the problem. They just do their daily job because it's so much consuming. How did you, did you encounter this problem? Sure. I mean, I've been myself working in a commercial environment in the various terminals around the world. And I know exactly about that problem, eh? full agenda, uh, uh, the, the problems of today and maybe tomorrow, but certainly not the day after tomorrow. So you're, uh, you're bogged down. So that's, that's why I think Vopak made an excellent decision to say, okay, we need a dedicated innovation team. And my team is now about 10 people uh, big. Uh, we have some front post also in Singapore and in uh, in Houston to cover the Americas and, and Asia. Uh, so we're as close as we can be to uh, to the terminal organizations. 
Um, and in that whole ideation experimentation phase, we are basically in the lead. Eh? So there's not so much involvement needed uh, from the terminal. Uh, there's the occasional, uh, let's say, uh, sprint meeting or a pitch that we do uh, where they can give feedback uh, if they like the solution. Um, but otherwise, uh, we are running uh, the show in that phase. Uh, if we go into pilot implementation also there, I think we are uh, predominantly leading the uh, project teams. But there you have definitely more involvement. But the, the terminal organizations like it in that uh, stage because, yeah, they they can see uh, thing, uh, things coming to fruition at their site. Eh? So uh, they immediately start having benefits from from the solution. So if you need subject matter experts or you need uh, uh, change management uh, uh, resources, yeah, you usually get them in the in the pilot phase uh, easier. And to solve the problem that the people still know also in the early phase how the terminals work, the 10 people you have are mostly coming out of the field, correct? Correct, yeah. Because that otherwise could be an issue if you put a person in which never worked in a terminal and he has a job to do innovation in this field yeah. uh, without support from the people working there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I have, an, I have a nice combination of, let's say, job roles in my team. Uh, I have uh, about three colleagues just like myself who have been in the business of Fopac for quite a long time either in the operational, technical, or more in the logistics, or more in the commercial area. Uh, I have a number of business process uh, analysts or consultants uh, who are very good in also project management, change management. And I have some youngsters uh, that really come from outside of FOPOC with a fresh pair of eyes. And that, that combination, again, in a, in a team uh, works very well. Yeah, sounds like a good mix. Um, I wonder always with people like with companies which do digital transformation and there are no software companies, how do you handle this whole IT software programming part of the digitalization? Yeah, so before I started this uh, this team and initiative, um, Vopak had already decided to uh, phase out their ERP system. Uh, which is end of life in a couple of years, uh, and we made the uh, the make decision. Uh, and so we have uh, uh, partnered with OutSystems to build our own terminal management software. And I think that is a very bold uh, move. And with that, uh, now if you come into the head office and it's no corona, then you see a whole group of uh, developers developing basically our own uh, software. And so all our knowledge uh, of, of uh, managing terminals is basically embedded in that uh, software. Uh, but that is, uh, yeah, that is the digital, the big di digital transformation that we're currently on, on uh, undergoing. Uh, separate from that, that, there was a decision made that uh, we want to service all our terminals with cloud systems. Uh, with uh, common systems for 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 all, uh, so uh, we have a yeah uh, an IT 
platform uh, build up with uh, software that supports us uh, in the various processes that we operate. Um, so innovation makes use of the OutSystems development capacity that we have. Uh, we make a decision to, to make ourselves uh, because we feel that uh, solution is very close to the core of our business. Uh, we make it internally, but we also work uh, with various uh, startups and skill-ups uh, all around the world. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you have quite, probably quite some nice solutions you made in the last years. Which are the ones you are mostly proud of? Yeah, so um, again, uh, we, we started really at, at the front line uh, and, and where uh, the main problems that you saw there was that people said, okay, I don't have the, the data, the information I need to do my work properly at the time and the place that I uh, need it. Uh, so we have done a lot in, uh, uh, let's say, liberating the data from an asset or from a process or from a system. Uh, and and uh, uh, and that can be as simple as a as a sensor for 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 temperature measurement or uh, energy measurement or uh, whether a, a valve is open or closed, etc. Uh, which which makes it uh, uh, more easy for the front line to uh, to to use that information. Um, but what I'm most, most proud of, one of the biggest things what we have done is uh, the process of uh, what we call permit to work. Yeah? So if contractors do work on our site, they need to get a, a permit to do that work, um, uh, to, to, to have all the safety precautions uh, taken into account. Um, and that whole process was completely manual and on paper. Uh, which was quite a cumbersome process uh, in its entirety. Uh, we have now digitized this uh, and integrated with our maintenance management system. So this makes it uh, yeah, uh, much more productive, uh, much more safe, um, and uh, efficient to work with, uh, with contractors on our sites. Yeah, especially, and it's probably also We're one of the biggest changes because from whole paper to whole digital, it's it's probably from zero to 100 in a, yeah. how much it changed. Yeah, no, certainly. And, that, uh, and, and there you can see that people say, okay, wow, if this is possible, uh, I have a, a couple of other uh, challenges. Can you also help me with that? Eh? So from one leads to the other. Uh, and now what you see is uh, in, in order not to get... Uh, uh, all kinds of solutions that in itself uh, become uh, digital silos. Uh, we try to bring all of the data that we are liberating from those assets, systems, and processes, we try to bring together on uh, on one platform. And and we, we, we foresee about three platforms going forward. Uh, one is basically uh, monitoring on a real-time basis our ongoing operations, uh, our day-to-day -day operations and maintenance activities. Uh, one platform which we develop as an application right now is, is looking at the more long-term inspection and uh, maintenance of the health of our critical assets, uh, which for us is tanks, pipelines, and, uh, and, and jetties. 
Um, and, and the third platform is really the logistics and supply chain platform where we interface with our customers and supply chain partners to share the data that we have on a real-time basis to give a very transparent view on how the supply chain uh, is running. Yeah, cool. So how flexible are you with your team to do changes in these platforms if you work on new ideas? Yeah, so we work very closely with uh, uh, with uh, the various departments in uh, in Volpark. Um, and But uh, if we are in the ideation experimentation phase, here we are exploring uh, and we can be a bit on our own uh, to, to, to have speed of learning. Uh, but once we say, okay, we have learned enough on a certain topic, we now want to really embed and, and deploy a certain solution. Yeah, then the, the number of stakeholders increases uh, and, uh, and, and that also should be the case uh, because uh, Volpac uh is is uh, is very serious on on safety um so we want to make sure that everybody um, um uh, works safe and uh, comes home safe um and so uh, we need to be uh, very understandable that that uh, yeah that that change management is done uh, correctly has the perspective that like you're quite a global company uh, a certain impact of all decisions or the daily work you do um, yes certainly so um, as I said we have a couple of people from my team in Singapore and in Houston uh, to cover the, the different regions yeah. uh, we have a total of 60 uh five terminals within the Volpark network uh, and of course you cannot uh, innovate in all of these terminals eh? so you need to bring some focus and we have done that through a flagship approach eh? so the three platforms i just mentioned we work with a couple of um, uh, terminals on each of those platforms for for them really to be in the forefront of the development and that can give our team also a, a lot of focus in working very concisely with that terminal organization and with the stakeholders um, involved and then you can out all the the successes to the other terminals long term yeah yeah makes sense so we already talked a bit about company culture um, and you have qu quite some experiences under your belt. So how would you say um, did company culture evolve over time or didn't it evolve? Yeah, so Volpark is, uh, is definitely uh, has a family culture. Eh? So we take care for one another. Um, and um, I think in this digital age, uh, we are also quite entrepreneurial. We have always have been. Uh, and also in this topic, I, I can sense that from the board towards uh, various people in the organization, uh, there's an appetite to, to explore, right? So next to exploit, you also always need to have some some explore and, and, and there's enough, let's say, elements within the uh, organization that are uh, yeah, facilitating that and uh, encouraging that. 
It is a nice summary. So to not focus on exploiting, more focus on exploring and see if the organizations do wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if a young person would come to you and ask you what I need, what he needs to do to be a, a di become a digital director of innovation, what would you tell him? Yeah, I think you you. you First of all, you should uh, have a general interest uh, like I had uh, when I started in this company for for this type of industry. And I think we, we find ourselves as an industry in a very interesting era uh, where you see an energy transition happening and you see uh, a digital transformation uh, happening all around you. If those two come together, you... Uh, you you go into an uh, industrial revolution, which we are, I think, now experiencing. Uh, so if you are a young person, you're uh, technology savvy, uh, you 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 like to be part of an organization that is, yeah, is is storing vital products with care, as we say. Yeah. Um, then uh, I think uh, there's a lot of opportunity for you to grow. Uh, and uh, um, yeah, we we have a lot of young people and uh, and a growing number of young people also in, uh, in my team. Uh, we just recruited again uh, two uh, management trainees. And I think these young people uh, also need to guide us in a certain way uh, on how to adapt to the new uh, to the new reality and so um, yeah I always like working with young people and get their perspective on, uh, on 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 the company and how they look at our company and how lo they look at our industry and how they think uh, we need to change to remain purposeful um, in in the larger society Yeah, that's a good point. So it's not like that you only guide young people, but probably young people guide also you. At least that's a good good way to approach it. Yeah. So you you already said like that you see a big transformation in the energy sector. Um, so do you think Fopac needs to um, disrupt themselves another time or evolve in a certain way in the future? Yeah, well, I think uh, we we are very serious about what's happening in the energy transition. Uh, there's a lot of uh, developments in uh, hydrogen uh, and the uh, hydrogen economy, um, and and our terminals can certainly play a, a play a crucial role. Uh, so we we are investing also in that. Uh, um, Within Vopak, we have a group of people uh, really focusing on on those developments. Um, and when energy transition and digital transformation together come together, you yeah you get loads of opportunities uh, to develop your business in a, in a different direction. Uh, but we also foresee that for the time being, um, and the products that we store today will remain for 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 at least uh, 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 30, 40 years. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
So, Mark, you've got quite an experienced work life. So how do you think about work-life balance? Yeah, I think work-life balance is very important, uh, but it depends a bit on the stage uh, of your career. Uh, when I started at Vopak, uh, I, I liked actually working long hours and, and, and traveling uh, a lot, and uh, I had no problem uh, with that at all. But as soon as you get uh, children, I think it's important that you spend also uh, sufficient time with your uh, family. Um, and now uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just turned 50 and um, yeah, I, I start thinking more about work-life balance and also having time for other uh, interests. And um, especially now in Corona time, uh, we are uh, almost a year already uh, in working from home, uh, largely from home. So it gives a new perspective. And I think uh, we, we see that working from home doesn't mean that you're less productive. The contrary is uh, we have actually learned that we get more things done and we become more effective and productive. Uh, and at the same time, you can also spend some more time with your family uh, in between walk the, walk the dog, uh, uh, take a bicycle ride, uh, so we don't have to stick to the nine to, to five, let's say, but uh, we can uh, spread our work and our uh, uh, social activities um, uh, over the week. Did you have a technique or something to make sure that you don't overwork yourself? Yeah, so especially now in Corona time, what I found at first is that uh, before you know it, you, you're sitting from eight o'clock in the morning to uh, let's say seven uh, at night, and then sometimes also hours in the evening. So uh, I now have uh, blocks in my agenda, especially for lunch, but also taking some coffee or walking the dog or uh, not always be behind your desk and do enough exercise in between as well. It's, I think, important. Yeah, makes absolutely sense. So what, what would you say are your favorite books? Um, yeah, I, I lead a, uh, read a lot of uh, nonfiction. Uh, of course, I had to read a bit into this uh, new area. Uh, I've enjoyed the book of uh, AI Powers, uh, which uh, describes uh, the AI developments in uh, China and how things are sh uh, clearly shifting from the West to the East. Uh, but I also like to read about uh, mythology and the ancient civilizations and how they were set up. I think we're learning more and more about it, which is a bit co contrary to what we learned in the, our history books. I think that's very interesting. Uh, I've read uh, also a lot about Carl Jung. Uh, I think also he had some uh, interesting perspectives also to deal with uh, some of the uh, changes that we see around us uh, uh, today and how, how to make sense of those. Uh, but one of the books I also enjoyed uh, during the summer break was uh, the book uh, from Dan Brown, Origin, which I think it was his last book. Uh, yeah, very, very uh, nice read, actually. Cool. Awesome. And my questions for the end are, um, if you could go back in time to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? 
Yeah, so f follow your intuition and your passion. Uh, I made a decision at that point in time to go and study economics in Groningen. Uh, but what my intuition told me at that time is uh, go and do some uh, technical study. Uh, I, I was quite a beta uh, person. Um, and, and that had really my interest. Uh, but uh, I thought maybe it's better to do economics because a lot of people tell me that uh, that will bring you further in uh, in your career. But uh, I think the contrary is actually true. And I should have followed my intuition at that time because uh, that's really where my interest is. Yeah, yeah, that's a good advice. What would you tell your 30-year-old self? What would I tell my 30-year-old self? Yeah. Um, explore the world. Uh, Uh, I think from 30 to 40 is where your career is really made. Um, and uh, yeah, explore the world, uh, uh, meet new cultures, new people, new perspectives, new horizons. Um, uh, because from 40 to 50, I think you are starting to consolidate more um Uh, but uh, but 30 to 40 is really your energy uh, time uh, where you build up uh, to to what you become. But I think I, I made the right decisions when I was uh, 30, so I wouldn't uh, advise anything else. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And then my last question, you probably already expected, what would you tell your 40 yourself? <laughs> yeah, uh, If you're 40, it's still uh, you're still in time to to make a, a considerable change, and that's what I found at 45 uh, when I came back uh, after Indonesia. And I thought if I now go into another job in head office uh, this time uh, around the same topic, uh, then I will be tank storage forever. Uh, so for me, digital innovation was also a way to expand my horizons. Um, yeah, and I've I've, I've uh, been very happy with that uh, decision. So yeah, I would advise uh, broader uh, broaden your horizons uh, and look outside of your uh, your comfort zone. Awesome, Mark. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Florian. And here next time, guys. <laughs>